Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another fine edition of Weekly Game Chat. This is episode number 364. And once again, just to remind you, what is Weekly Game Chat? Well, we are the greatest podcast about video games, like, ever. Just saying. My name is Sean, and thank you to everyone who's joining us or will join us eventually on Twitch.tv. Of course, we can be found there at Weekly Games Chat. Uh, We stream this recording of this podcast on Tuesdays there. So what up to chat? How are you doing? Uh, Normally, after I introduce myself, I would mention that, you know, we'd go to John because he's have a button up on and all that stuff. Well, he's not here. Let's go ahead. Let's just let's just go ahead and say the cooler John is here. And if you're on the Twitch stream, you definitely see that. But the voice of John is not here today. He's off taking care of, uh, I don't know, a job or something. Who knows what he's doing? Who knows? But uh, you did hear him. He's here. Chris is here. Uh, thank God, because he's going to be uh, the topic guy today. So that's kind of important. Wait. But uh, wait, you did get that memo, right, Chris? <laughs> Are we talking about FIFA? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that would be a great day for me. You would be. Yeah. Okay. We can't do NBA 2K23. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. The hypocrisy. The hypocrisy. But yeah. Uh, Chris is here. Chris, hello. Hello. How you doing? Hello. I feel like I should take this this moment to point out that, you know, if you went alphabetically, it should be you introduce me, then John. Yeah. You know? When did I start introducing John first? I don't know. Because I don't Maybe, think I, you know, like, back when I used to do it, I don't think, like, you know, I had to, you know, I'd always do the, hey, welcome to Weekly Games Chat. I was Chris, you know, as always, joined by my co-host, I would like get both of your names out right away and then go to each of you. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I had like a set thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe I did go to John first and you were like, you know, kind of. It could of- be that subconsciously plus, and, and this is not to bring up mm-hmm. terrible times in the show's history. Uh, <laughs> but when you, when you were gone, I think I just went to John because I was, that's when I kind of started doing this. Sure. So maybe that happened. Yeah. Remember that, that time true. you made me cry? Remember that time on the show? Yeah, that happened live. I'm so uh, proud of that. He's so proud. <laughs> he's also proud of the Thanos shows, ladies and gentlemen. This is the kind of person we deal with. Hey, uh, good uh, news. I don't have to staff any episodes this week. Hey, we're we're good. The yeah, uh, yeah we got some emails. I'm excited. Yeah. But that's still in effect. So- don't, don't think just because the box got crowded one week that uh, all is forgiven. <laughs> we okay. still know. Yeah. We I still know. <laughs> I know. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, look, it, we 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 were. I kind of hinted that we should put this in the news, but Chris brought out uh, the great point that it would be product pushing, and we don't really do that here. But it is our our due diligence to remind you that the day that we record the podcast right now, it's July the twelfth. For podcast only people, you're going to hear it on the thirteenth of July. Those two days are prime days. So go get some deals if you want to, and pay attention to the other deals. From the other stores, because this is the intro of the show, and that's called a pivot to my story for this week. Uh, on Prime one. Day, I get a uh, this is this is a late addition to the intro. I had something else, but we're gonna go with this because it kind of fits the narrative, if you will. Uh, I get a text uh, from from one of our folks that he's here. He's he's just usually a lurker. But he's uh in the Twitch chat, you know him as SoFly. So SoFly hits me up on on our work messenger and he's like, Hey, 
you won't believe this, but they got they got the bidets on the Prime Day sales. And I said, shut. And he sent me one. He goes, wait, this one's better. Second one he sent was like 44% off. So it was like 27 bucks. And I was like, yo, is it, is it, this just so happened to, uh, uh, this link by him was sent to me right after, let's just call it, let's call it what it was, uh, where a moment where I was like, man, I kind of wish I had a bidet right about now. Anyway, it's been ordered. It'll be here on Thursday. Bidet's on um, Prime Day. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be here on Thursday, so we'll see if all this trash talking John's been giving us about how great bidets are. Uh, so I go tell the wife, right? I got one friend the who wife. just, he just totally, he did not like the idea of me getting a bidet. But everybody else was like, I don't, I mean, cleanliness, right? Like, my so, only reason I haven't jumped in is that I imagine I have to shut off my water, right? And I had an issue right. with my toilet earlier this year where it was like, it was just running. So I tried to turn it off, and I think just because of the way the central water works, it doesn't quite do that with this building. So, like, you know, when the guy came and changed the stuff out for it, like, he had to just take a bucket and <laughs> put the hose into there, you know, and let water run, and then every now and then dump it into the tub or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's the only reason I haven't done But, like, if I move, which I'm planning to do, that probably I, I'm with you. I'm on the bidet train, man. Well, I go tell the wife and I did not expect her to say this. She goes, listen, I don't know how these things work, but I don't want to be picking up. I don't want nothing. I want everything to be contained. I'll, I'll, I'll G rate it for you guys. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think it's like a fire hose coming at me. Like, I don't think we're going to have to worry about, you know, containment. Like what what's happening right now? But she she said it's fine. She, as long as as long as certain things are done, we're good. We're good. So good. That's what's up. And before you give your intro topic, uh, Chris, I do want to point out that we have a long-standing history of things that are better than Odyssey. Uh, usually started by Hague himself in our Twitch chat, and uh, today it starts off with bidets. Yeah, better I than Odyssey. A, I made a Prime Day purchase, but it's not exciting. It's not, well, you got to tell us what it is, and then if you got to whatever, you got to tell us that too. What's up? Uh, I just got a seven pack of underwear for for thirty <laughs> bucks because I saw it there. I was like, oh, that's a good deal. <laughs> that's underwear well, for funny. a week. If you've been watching, like we watch Hulu and stuff, leading <laughs> up to this event, there's been an ad that runs. Oh, what's the what's the guy on that? The main guy that's singing? It's uh, John Baptiste. Is the his big thing is the guy who does the music for the late show with Colbert, but yeah, he's like a big musician. He, he actually won, I think the best album of the year for the Grammys this year because really know, he kind of did that like jazz, but like he did like a Stevie wonder type <laughs> jazz album. So a lot of people like, yeah, it, I think, well, it's funny. They kind of got him dressed up like the old school Michael Jackson look and he's like dancing. There's an eighties kind of vibe to the video. And you got that Jerry you. curl. Rocket got the Jerry Curl rocking, and they remind <laughs> you that it's uh prime day. So we definitely knew what days they were. Chris picked up some uh some some tidy whities and wait, what? And I, I picked up a bidet. <laughs> what did we just say out loud? <laughs> we got our oh, pulse on the people here. <laughs> hey, bring it back, Chris. What else what else happened this week, man? Oh my god. Uh a little movie called Thor Love and Thunder came Lord out love and thunder came out last week and i think i was the only one of our group like i mean josh was there too well your friend of the show because that's who i went with to see it um but yeah 
I, I, I've seen Thor love and thunder. Um, and when I was talking to Josh afterwards, I was like, you're going to think this is a slight, but you know what? The first thing I got done thinking of the movie, I thought of that. This reminded me the most of wonder woman, 1984. Ooh. Yeah. And I don't mean it in a negative. Way. I know you don't, but yeah. like, Ooh, let me explain. So wonder woman comes out, right? All is praise. Patty Jenkins, everyone loves it. And what does DC do? They go, Patty Jenkins, you have the runway to do whatever you want with the sequel to Wonder Woman. And that's what you got was Wonder Woman 1984, right? Right. Then with this, Thor Ragnarok came out. Ty Wakiti, or how you say his last name, I'm never really good saying it, uh, did great. Was easily the most successful Thor ever made right i don't think anyone's disputing that and pretty much marvel said the same thing you can do whatever you want with this he got to write the script he didn't write for the last one this is his movie through and through and i think depending on how you'll feel about it is going to be how much you really like his comedy because i'll tell you it is probably the most straight up comedy it's like it's almost a rom-com uh movie with some action in it Right. You know, um, and while I didn't love Thor love or uh, Ragnarok, I have to say I didn't like this one even more mainly because it is such a comedic thing and they're turning Thor into this freaking idiot. <laughs> and I do not like it cause that's not the Thor I grew up with. You know, so I'm, I'm being an old man like here. I, I get it. I'm like, no, that's not how Thor is. Thor is supposed to be gruff and Thor. serious and dense, you know, sure. The denseness is there, but he's always, he's a pretty smart guy, you know, in the comics and things like that. And he's not like this here, but, um, still really good performances all around. Like I really wish Christian Bale is really good as uh Gore, the God killer. And I wish they done more with him because the opening form is great. Uh, and the few times he shows up is great, but you know, it's kind of like a lot of the Marvel villains where they're just kind of there and they help move the story along, right? Give our characters something to do. Um, and, and also Natalie Portman's great in her return. And of course, Chris Helmsworth, like no matter how I might not love idiot Thor or whatever you want to call him, Daft Thor, that dude is killer at comedic timing. Like he just, he knows how to play that to a T. So, you know, it's no slight on him, but, um, you know, I don't know. It, it's been really weird. This, this phase, because as John said, like last week, I still don't really know what the main point of this phase is. <laughs> like it's just stuff. I, yeah, happens. I brought that up to one of my friends. Yeah. Uh, not who you think somebody else. And, and they were like, look, tell them to calm down. They know what they're doing. Yeah. It'll work out, but right now we just the message is unclear from this particular phase. Yeah, it's I trust them. I trust Marvel. It's becoming a little bit like Star Wars where there's just so much stuff going on now. All like, at once, like, right? Like someone showed like how long it like runtime, phase one mm-hmm. versus phase two, phase three and phase four is. I think phase four now, when you take all the TV shows and the movies combined is pretty much longer than at least the first two phases combined and maybe most of phase three as well. Yeah. It sounds about right. There's, there's so much, like it's all over the place. It's going everywhere. Yeah. And we still don't really know, like, you know, 
we got done with phase one. We were building to the Avengers, right? Yeah. And phase and then, two, we yeah. were building up Thanos. Yeah. And same with three, I guess you could say. And then, you know, three was the conclusion of that. And like right now, I mean, outside of, I guess, Loki teasing Kang, I don't know what we're building to, but it's got to be Kang. Uh, yeah. I, I just, and I'm, I'm like, you haven't seen everything, so I don't know what's missing. Yeah. Uh, but I still, I still want to see Thor. I just, I yeah. didn't go. Um, I will, I will say you mentioned Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not awake to hear this right now, but <laughs> he's a great, he's a good friend of ours. He's your best friend. So when we get a chance to, I'd like to wish him a happy birthday on For air. Sure. Happy in case birthday, he buddy. listens to this, I do hope he had a great day. Um, he's, he's a legit, legit dude. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still have to go see Lightyear. My kid wants to go with me. I've heard mixed things on that, but I want to see Thor as well. The more I've seen that, I feel like that should just been put out in Disney plus. Yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that something like that happens low key. Sure. Um, so we can kind of chill at the house and eat like, you know, our snacks here or whatever, but yeah. 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 And, and John, I don't think John's seen Thor yet. Right. Right. You did say that he has not. I don't know. To my knowledge, he has it, but I haven't talked to him, so I can't. I haven't asked him if he's seen it, right? So he very yeah. well might have gone. Kang says that, or Kang, Psycho says Kang's in Ant Man 3. Yes, yeah. Kang is in Ant Man 3, but yeah. like, not cast as the main guy that no, the he's, next Thanos. But like, I, we were even looking at this afterwards. It's like there's five movies coming out between the rest of this year and, and like May of next year. Or no, no, July of next year. Like, so there, you know, yeah, there's a lot like, you know, they've even shown footage yet for Black Panther 2. That's November. So, you know, I saw something come out like a steel uh, image of something on on Twitter of a new Black Panther. Somebody snapped a picture. I can't mm-hmm. wait. It's gonna, hopefully it's good. I, I get excited uh, on one hand. And maybe you're like this, too, because we are we're like nerds. We're getting all this stuff. But uh, on the other hand, like, do we do we come across oversaturation? Like, yeah, if you're truly a fan of something like I am hardcore Star Wars, I love everything. It It's but I can understand somebody who's mediocre. Got like, ah, this is it, enough. It's kind of like it's like Doctor Who. I love Doctor Who. And there's a period of Doctor Who that I really love because it was me getting into it and it building up and all that. But eventually you got to this point after the 50th anniversary where it was just kind of like, okay, well, what do you do now? And (laughs) what's next? It's not to say that it got bad. It was still fine. It was Dr. Who. Right. And it can still give me those moments, but you've just had so much of it. You know, it's like, it'd be like watching law and order, I guess, versus like the first couple of seasons versus like, yeah, we've been doing this for 20 years now. Um, you know, you just, you know what it is and you enjoy it, but it probably isn't going to get you as high as maybe you once got. And that's fine. Yeah. And, but every once in a while, something will come out that'll get you high. Exactly. And get hooked. And I, I can't help but think about like the law and order shows. Like if they get a good storyline going, I'm hooked. Yeah. Mike asked you know, me but, today, he said like, why do you keep going? And I was like, because at some point there's going to be a story that gets me and I'm going to be like, that's cool. And I'll yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Well, the chat, the chat's kind of popping. So once again, thank you to everybody who's on twitch.tv with us as we are live recording the show uh it's just good to see all of you guys' names is here it's good to see some of my real life friends some mm-hmm. of our podcast friends be here uh it's good it's just good it's just a good tuesday wait wednesday wait what is happening right now what day is it who knows but look ladies and gentlemen it's just chris and myself we're uh 
you know, we cut our lightweight off, you know, the, uh, the heavyweights are here now. <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, yeah. So what we do after the intro, if you're new to this show, uh, is we actually go into our topic. Now I'm going to go ahead and let you know the topic. It's going to be about 15 minutes today. <laughs> Chris is, he's going to be, this is for you corporate nerds out there. He's going to be a six Sigma kind of efficient. You wow. may not even know what that is. That may be a wasted line. It is what it is, but uh, I'm excited to hear about this because I do know that he completed what he's going to talk about today and that we've waited a long time for what he's going to talk about today. Yeah. Before we go to that, Chris, you got anything else? I can't remember if I talked about this on the show and then Thanos did. I probably uh, we think you did. Yeah, I think I did. Pretty sure I did. But, you know, there's so, new material, so we get it passed regardless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some of you are going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You old school folks have heard some of this before, but we got some new stuff for the old stuff. Yeah. What? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here with us. You have arrived at the Tration, uh, the Tration, what? The station called Topic Time. And whether you have been here for the whole ride or you're just getting on, uh, meaning that you went to the time that we told you that this started, it doesn't matter. We're all here. Welcome home. And now what I'm going to do is actually shut up because Chris is going to intro this topic. And this week, Chris is actually going to topic this topic. What? It happens every now and then still. Hold on, let me get my music in the right place. I want this not to blow out everyone while I'm trying to do this. Uh, okay, here we go. The topic is... That, that's such good music. It, it really is. is. Whoa, echo. Ooh, echo. 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 Every echo. now and then, the power of God continues on. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes Cuphead. <laughs> that's so funny. So, yeah, uh, like, like I'll do a little small setup because you're finna, you're finna be rolling. We're, brought, we're talking about Cuphead again because we think it got Thanos. We couldn't find it in the archives. Uh, uh, the, the, the delicious last course is right here waiting for us. And Chris was like, I'm on it. Yeah, I got it. We're doing it, especially because it's like only seven bucks, and like it was on sale the regular version of Cuphead on Steam. So I was like, I got it all for like maybe twenty something bucks. And I was like, yeah, I'll take that so I can play it on my computer and and have high computer. Frame rate. You know, it's just it's good. But yeah, if you've never played Cuphead before, it's the game where your head is a cup. <laughs> <laughs> what about if your head's a mug, Chris? No, no, no. We don't talk about him. We don't talk about that <laughs> that not cool guy. But yeah, for uh, those who have never seen it, Cuphead is a kind of run and gun shooter, mainly boss like stage game where it you have some where you're running and gunning across levels, but for the most part, it's boss battles where you play as a young boy named Cuphead who unfortunately decided to go to the devil's casino one day and was gambling and winning all this money until the devil showed up and said, Hey, 
I'll I'll double the amount of your winnings right now on this next roll. But if you lose, I get your souls. And of course, before Mr. Mugman can uh, stop him, Cuphead, blinded with money, rolls away and watches his soul get trapped by the devil. And the devil offers to sell him his soul back by going out there and collecting the souls on contracts who have not paid uh, what they owe him, right? Uh, so basically, that's what Cuphead's doing. He's going around, he's trying to gather these souls so eventually he can face off on the devil. And for those who have never actually seen the style of game, it is done in kind of a 1930s, I guess it's you could... amazing. Yeah, kind of like classic Looney Tunes vaudeville animation style like you know think of old steamboat willy right but with color and those kind of things um and it's not that it's just kind of mimicking it like literally these people hand drew all of these animations and background just like you know folks at disney and such would have done back in the day uh to make this game um the original is a classic uh, came out back in 2017. I loved it, but I definitely am not going to lie. Was surprised how freaking hard it is. It is demanding. It is, that's also what you said. Yeah, it is it is demanding because basically, no matter what, Cuphead has three parts. That doesn't really ever increase that much. Uh, and he has his finger, which has guns. And, you know, you can get different guns. But you have to go through these boss fights pretty much, you know, being perfect right and while it may only last for two and a half minutes it feels <laughs> excruciating it feels excruciatingly uh long because these bosses one you don't actually have a life meter that you ever get to see for them but at the same time too they're consistently changing and giving you new um you know new mechanics that you have to be prepared for and overcome like there's a um there's a great stage early on in the original game where you're flying in a plane uh, and you yes. have this you have this genie who's at first he's just shooting things out at you, you know, various like he'll uh, rub his lamp and all of a sudden, boom, out flies a bunch of jewels and things like that. You have to dodge every single one of them and they're all over the screen coming at you very quickly. Once you get past that, all of a sudden you're in this um, kind of this cavern where you have to figure out these columns, which one has a face on it, because that's the one you have to shoot to keep moving forward. If you get through that, all of a sudden he transforms into this kind of big thing that shoots a tongue out at you while also throwing zaps at you that can appear out of nowhere. Uh, and then finally you get a, I can't remember his final form, but like he has one more after that where like, I think it's like there's circles around him and he's consistently floating you know, to different parts of the screen, you have to consistently move, dodging, trying to get off uh, counters and everything else. And on top of this, the game is encouraging you uh, throughout the whole entire time, not just to beat the level, but to do the best you can to kind of do that Mel Gear solid, you know, get the S rating, you know, get the, the perfect score an a plus in this one. So like, you know, you have a parry mechanic where every now and then they will toss. The platypus? <laughs> it's a parry mechanic where basically they're throwing, uh, when they throw these projectiles at you every now and then you'll see one that's pink and you have to go up to it and time it and hit the jump button at the right moment. 
to parry it off of it. And it will, the benefit is that it builds up your, your kind of like super meter, right? That will eventually give you really big attacks. So they want you to do a number of those per time. They want you to do it without getting hit. And they want you to be able to hit it um, with a number of, of special moves cast at him too. And if you can do all this, you get the A plus ring. I've only managed it one time um, in all of my. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. And I don't know how the heck I did because I had died on that so many times that I was like, when I actually pulled it off and it said A plus and I saw the thing unlock, I was like, oh. Oh, thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, guess I'm, I think I'm gifted here. But yeah, so this game, the original game came out in 2017. It was like, I think it's like 19 total bosses that you go through. Um, each one has like an island right that you're going through that has a theme like the first is kind of just your basic island and then you move into um i can't i think the second one is like a circus and then the third is an amusement park that eventually leads to the final showdown area um and things going on with that just that art style as the map is so it every layer that you have with cuphead from the art style to the music to the landscape of, I mean, the boss fight scenes, mm-hmm. everything about this game is so just top, dare I say, tap natch. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's probably why it took so long for us to get this this next thing you're going to talk about in a minute. Yeah. So the original game, as I said, came out in 2017. And the DLC that just released here about a week or two ago, which is called The Delicious Last Course, which is a clever uh, clever play on dlc uh, see these guys are smart they understand that yeah you know, they do you know they know how to hide things um <laughs> <laughs> they uh you know this came out two weeks ago it was announced in 2018 and this is not dlc where it's so long that's like yeah. 25 hours you know it it took me about, I would say, you know, the bulk of my time the past week has been going through the original game. Um, and you know, the good thing is it trained me so well that when I got to the, <laughs> to the, uh, the, the new DLC area, um, you know, most of the fights outside of maybe one or two weren't too grueling for me. Right. Um, but that's not to say there still wasn't a struggle. Um, <laughs> so the idea of the DLC is in the original game, you meet a character um, throughout called uh, the legendary Miss Chalice, right? She's a ghost and her levels, like basically you'll have levels in the original game where you'll go and do mausoleums. And it's really cool. They're like really unique because all it is, is these purple ghosts coming at a, um, an urn that they're trying to get to. And you as cuphead have to go through and, parry off of each of them so you're going back and forth trying to figure out like you'll have ones at first they just kind of float in simple then you'll get smaller ones that come in very fast you eventually get these ones that start like are circling and really big ghosts that you have to hit multiple times because they break up in the smaller ghosts that you have to take out and you have to you know it, it consistently amps you up of like figuring out how to perfectly parry back and forth across the room without letting even just one of the ghosts get to the mausoleum. And every time you get done with it, you free Miss Chalice and, you know, she rewards you. She gives you a super ability. And then, yeah. You know, you move on with the game here. She, she's summoning you to this aisle and to a, to a bakery because basically she tells you, Hey, eat this cookie. And yeah, what, yeah. 
what the cookie does is allows Miss Chalice to come back and take um take your form in the living world, right? And then you can play as her uh in the level. So, you know, in what the goal of the game is, you're going around, you're trying to get enough ingredients so you can eventually make a uh a tart that will eventually just allow her to come back permanently and be living again as opposed to dead and in the land of spirits and all this. Yeah. So the biggest addition I think for when people play is that Miss Chalice is unique because she controls completely different from Cuphead and Mugman. Cuphead and Mugman, they're just kind of different character skins. They they all have the same ones. They have a very high jump. They have a dash ability. And like I said, whenever you want to parry with them, you have to kind of like look at something coming at you, jump up and then time it hit jump again to parry off of it, um, which can sometimes make it actually daunting for some of the parries. If something's like coming up beneath you, because a lot of times you'll try to parry and you'll mess it up because you just won't hit it fast enough. So, (laughs) so where she is different (laughs) is she can't jump as high as cup head and mug man, but she has a double jump and for her parry, Instead of um, her parry, instead of it being one where you jump off of things, you instead dash into them, which feels like a lot more natural, like classic, like what you would actually expect for a parry system. Because like now when things are flying at you, instead of having to jump up and worry about everything else around you, you just dash into it and go, boom, I hit the parry, you move on. So it's a, it's really cool and different. And it actually makes certain levels like where I've gone back and played as her like completely different experiences, like even on classic fights, right? Where if you're trying to get higher scores, because the way she just handles things is very different from, from Cuphead. The trade-off to her though, is where Cuphead and Mugman have the ability to equip these charms that give you boosts. Like I had a really nice one that I got later on where basically every time I do those parries, I start getting additional life. Like the first time I do it, I get one life. If I do it two more times, I get another you know, heart meter on my life. I think it can go all the way up to six um, before, you know, it doesn't give you any more return. So, you know, that was a really crucial thing for me at certain points <laughs> throughout Cuphead to be able to time certain levels where I'm like, they're going to throw a bunch of parries at me. Let me build up some life. So I have some staying power before, you know, I go through the harder uh, stages of this fight. But with her, you kind of have to accept that the additional movement that she's been given, the trade-off is now you don't get all these little perks that you could have with uh with the other two, where you could make it like, you know, there's an enemy hurling a projectile, you could just dash and it won't do any damage to you. Things like that. Um, but yeah, the other big thing is going into it, this DLC, it's only bosses. So the original game had these run and gun levels, as I said. Um, and it had those mausoleum ones. This one, they seemed to focus on what they knew people loved the most about the original game. And I have to say that, first off, is this game better than Odyssey? Yes, this game is definitely better than Odyssey. At least. <laughs> I have to say that um, these, I think it's in total primarily six main fights that you're going to go through, six or seven main boss fights that you go through are probably some of the best, if not the very best and unique levels um, 
that Cuphead is, has ever offered. There is a very memorable uh, one where, you know, I thought it was going to be a flying level because there was like literally a plane I walk up to. And uh, instead, the whole entire level, you are on a plane, right? Whoa, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it starts out with this like big bomber plane above you where every now and then he's dropping down things and he'll roll to the side and like shoot. Uh, he he'll shoot like balls of yarn at you that you have to over jump. And that's kind of like the one part of it that feels the most normal. But when you get past the initial stage, which takes a little while, you eventually get to a point where this dog in an airplane comes out. And at first she comes up and she gets like two big lasers and you have to kind of figure out where the lasers are going to hit and make sure you avoid them, right? Like where you're in a clearance space, if you got to duck down, jump up, whatever. But then when she gets done with that, she rolls the plane and all of a sudden where you're standing now is, will be like on the left side of the screen or the right side of the screen. And all of your controls are completely flipped. Oh, those, <laughs> those are just the funnest levels, right? Yeah. And she's like the whole entire time, she's like chucking things of mustard and, um, and catch up at you because for no reason, why would they, I don't know why. Yeah. What, why not go for it? Uh, and you have to, you know, kind of get used to the idea of now where up is left and down is right <laughs> as you go back and forth. And then she'll roll you again to the, you know, to the top part. So now yeah. left is right, right is left. And then, you know, she keeps going around and the whole entire time. You're just trying to end this as quickly as possible because it's it's dang near impossible to be perfect. I don't know. You have to be the kind of person that just has a very strong, um, you know, relationship with the left side of your brain and your, your left hand to be able to know consistently which way you're moving and perfectly dodge these things and time it out because they are, they do require precision to avoid all the projectiles that are hurled at you. Um, but you know, one, <laughs> that one took me a good hour to finally beat. Um, but God, Walter says feels, you have to be psycho mantis to do those levels. Chris. You're darn right. That's that's accurate. <laughs> that's a good that's a good one, right? Yeah, there's another good one. Um, one of the plain ones uh, in this one is a. Um, <laughs> it starts out as a cow, kind of like in a stagecoach, right? And he's shooting snake oil at you. While that's going on, <laughs> every now and then you see a little horse fly, which is literally a little tiny horse with wings, of course, because you know horse fly will come. F- fly across and like throw a cactus at you. And then every now and then this cow that is a cowboy will also reach out and grab a huge cactus and pull it towards him. So you have to kind of duck down and avoid. But once you get past that, he also transforms into out of the stagecoach and now he's got a big vacuum cleaner. And he's, yeah, that's the still I'm looking at right now. That he's crazy. He's sucking up all this cash and you have like, you've got to dodge it first coming all behind you going up and down left and right. <laughs> and then he basically shoots all that money back at you. So then from the, he drops bags of money. And from like when they explode on the ground, you have like coins and packets of dollar bills all flying at you in diagonals. And you have to keep spinning around trying to avoid all this stuff. And you're thinking, surely we have to be at the end of this. No. Then he, <laughs> he transforms into some link sausage. <laughs> 
where he chucks out cans of Link sausage where they have little propellers on one side. So they'll be either on the bottom or the top and links of sausage will drop down or drop up depending which way they are. You have to avoid those. And while you're doing that, he's chucking raw steak at you the whole entire time that moves around circles. It's, it's so freaking hectic. This took me forever. And you're thinking, surely this is the end of it. Finally, he ends up as a package of canned sausages himself. Like you see the cow's logo on the side of it. And these links come out kind of like branching, like, you know, like crossing They'll And they're going all across the screen and the consistently they're folding in and then crossing out. And you have the little parts where, you know, this thin part where the, uh, the sausages are tied together. You have to go in between those all while at the same time for no particular reason whatsoever. He's also chucking peppers at you. <laughs> Spicy. Yeah. It's, it's one of the, uh, weirdest, but greatest things I've seen. Like, I, I don't know if I've seen that much animation and dedication to animation in a singular fight, um, going consistently up there. Um, throughout it's it's rewarding and and even too there's also side things that are unique to this that are really cool there's a um there's like a king's court that you come up to where it's it's almost like a battle arena but it's a battle arena where basically he's giving you challenges through parrying and it's various pieces of like a chessboard that you go through you start out like with pawns and then you go to knights and you have to kind of figure out like each one's gimmick of how you get around it. Like there's a knight that if you sit back, he just consistently, he's a horse. That's a knight and he's got a shield and a big, big, you know, uh, Lance. And he'll just sit back and do this consistently to you. Like with his hoof, he'll just be like, come on, bro. Come he's on. He's just taunting you. Yeah. Because he wants you to come in. And it's the only way you can trigger him to actually get to the point where you have to do it. But you have to like go through and figure out as you're going through these levels, like how to perfectly get the person to the point where you can actually expose what you need to hit on them to eventually bring them down. Um, wow. Avengers greater than Odyssey per psycho retros, by the way, in the chat. Yeah. Uh, and then the final thing without, I wish I could talk about this. But There's a, there's a hidden boss in this. And I showed it to Sean that maybe has one of the coolest gimmicks I've ever seen um, in a boss fight. Like it, it's such a play of uh, if you've played the original game of what they're doing with it. And even like how the boss works that I would tell people if you decide to get this DLC um, without spoiling it too much, make sure you go figure it out. Um, I'll tell you it concerns the graveyard and you need an item and you need to, if you need a hint to go up to the people who are in the contest and they will kind of give you an idea of what you need to do. But I would definitely tell you to check it out if you love the game, because it is just one of the funnest and unique things. And even the final boss fight of the DLC is one of the most rewarding and interesting ways. Like I could kind of see where it was probably going, which is fine. Uh, but it, it delivers so well. And all the while you're just getting this great classic sounding soundtrack. That's, that's backing you up that just everything feels like it fits, it's, you know, it, it, it's such a mind. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say the word I normally say after that, but because the music's so, so good, sometimes it's like kind of happy even. Yeah. 
And a lot of times you're going through these levels where the frustration level, if you had a meter next to you would be like at a maxed out capacity. And I'm reading a lot of like reviews and, and, and this kind of continues with that. The payoffs are fantastic, right? Even throughout all your struggles, they're, they're just, you're mad, mad, mad. And then you beat it and you're like, oh yeah. It gives you that achievement, that, that, that feeling of this was earned kind of like, you know, the way shadow of the Colossus was back in the day, right? Like where you would go through and a boss would chuck you 95 yards again and again, and you would just get up for more and keep trying to find a way to climb up that jerk till you stabbed him in his head or wherever but not this isn't like a elden ring hard right i wouldn't say it's that hard it you know the one it feels the most closest to and i would actually say someone said this and i have to agree it'd be really cool if someone approached them to make a new mega man game because i think these guys kind of understand what people really like about that franchise um and maybe the fact that they wouldn't have to animate as so yeah, hard by themselves yeah. yeah like you know where they could actually do it a little bit more traditional because even when you take the animation out of it like i think way back when this game was being developed the, the big fear was this that it was going to be a gimmick right like that it was not going to be so much a game as this gimmicky thing that was just relying on animation and relying on style and didn't really have substance to it and i think what surprised a lot of people that love these types of games is just how much these guys put a lot of work in to not only give you something that is visually interesting to a point like where even when you where you might not see everything while you're playing it, you almost want to go back and look at a level like video of someone else doing it just so you can capture everything um, that's going on in the background. But like, you know, the gameplay itself, everything feels like it's perfectly balanced, right? Like Cuphead doesn't feel like no matter what weapons you pick up and what um, what power-ups you get, you never feel like you can completely break the game, so to speak, right? You, you don't feel like you can't do like that Elden Ring thing where you spend hours and hours grinding to a point where then you couple that with a couple of you know items and all of a sudden, things become 100% easier for you than what they were before. No matter what, you have to be consistently mindful of how much life you have and everything going on. And, and you know, even though you might want to rush something, you, you quickly learn this game teaches you it's better to take your time and mind your surroundings um, and know when you need to really push and be fast and unleash a ton of damage than to just, you know, kind of go in blindly and throwing stuff out, not thinking about the consequence. Cause like there, there are literally times boss fights in this where I get my super build up on the first level and I hold it because and it's not because I couldn't it's tough get to do it's, it's not that I couldn't <laughs> eventually build up to it, but it's like, I know there's going to be a stage where the thing that could kill me would be it being prolonged because it's going to require just perfect uh, platforming or whatever, you know, across all these, uh, various projectiles coming at me. And it's not something that's easy to overcome. And that's what I like about it. You know, and I don't think there's necessarily always a wrong way to play the game. You know, there's various weapons. They all, you know, if you want to be that person who has trouble, for instance, focusing on the enemy, you know, like being able to aim and shoot while also, um, getting, you know, getting through all these projectiles, there are weapons out there where you, they will auto aim for you. 
right? So then you can focus on your surroundings more and more, learn the level. And then maybe afterwards, if you want to come back and do better, right? And see if you could do it faster, then you could say, okay, well, now that I know what everything I have to dodge is and how to do it effectively, now I can focus on using our weapons that do more massive damage to them and seeing how fast I can get this boss down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got to say, when I played Cuphead, and I, I do plan to get this DLC. I played it on Switch. Uh, it plays amazing on Nintendo Switch. And now I'm on the Switch OLED. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking up sales as you were talking because uh, we actually have a story. Uh, this is a tease that we're going to actually directly talks about the video game industry and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's good to see that this DLC has already topped 1 million. Yeah. Already. Yeah. That's fantastic, which a lot of people are excited. That probably means another sequel to this sequel, potentially. Somebody mentioned also, you know, we got the TV show coming up. And let's be honest, as long as it takes them to make a sequel, if they did, or another game, the TV show probably would be done. They've definitely said they're done with Cuphead, the game. But I just meant another game, yeah. I think they've, you know... They seem to be alluding that they might just be done just because, as I said, it's so hard to do this, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when you think about that, because you can't just easily, they don't have the tools to easily animate. Maybe if they could be like the guys at South Park and have so many digital animators and computer programs that they can basically make an episode of South Park in seven days, they might be more open to it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do next. Like I said, maybe... Someone actually also suggested a horror game and they have some really good, clever hidden horror uh, elements in this. Like, especially the, the Mr. Dice part of the game. Like if you're going through, you're going through doing all these casino games. And if you actually like look in the background, it's all these dreary, like paintings of skeleton people that look like they're just playing away their souls in the casino that you are trying to avoid various damage from, from different types of bosses. Well, it's really cool. I love I, I love this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animation team is great. That it just seems like everything's top notch. And then they do fan service too. I, well, I'm glad I saw this. I had saved it. Uh, a, tw- a tweet went out, and they basically said, "You guys like our music. Uh, the DLC soundtrack is now available on all services. And if you want to own the album, you can buy it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, you can just watch it ad free on our YouTube channel." Yeah, uh, it's just cool stuff one. like that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And I'll definitely uh, go on record and saying I'll be putting some tracks from uh, the DLC. This the, might uh, make the music spectacular. I think it's going to make the music spectacular. Oh, that's what's up. That's called a uh, future end of the year tease. Wait, Ooh. what happened? Oh, my God. that there, It's so funny to see uh, to see what people are saying. They, they think they can smell out what you're going to give it. Hmm. Uh, welcome to Acid, though. Uh, one of our head mods who had... Uh, roof and rain issues that's not cool as you were talking about <laughs> you saw me laugh and i may have laughed audibly you were talking about that one guy shooting money at you and slinging meat i had all kind of jokes about shooting money and meat um but and then and then of course if you missed it if you just for whatever reason zoned out as chris is talking about cuphead one of our listeners, Psycho Retros, is playing Avengers and just continued. And Chris did mention this, but I'm just reiterating it: that Avengers, that terrible game, is better than Odyssey. So there's that. But Chris, the, the fans are waiting. If you don't have anything else, I don't know what, what you got left on the plate of this this DLC. Yeah, this delicious last course. Um, yeah, I wish I had some negatives. I think my only negatives of the whole game are the running gun levels. I don't. 
like those as much. Um, but this, that saying, those are very few gripes. I would say I have with it. Um, the DLC itself, I'll give two ratings here. First, the DLC itself to me, I don't care. It's overwhelmingly short because the quality is so tap. Nat. <laughs> That's a nine. It's easily a Ooh, nine. nine. But if we take the full package now, and I love a full package. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we right? do. Wait, yeah. what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, especially when you add in the meat slinging, uh, I'm going to go 9.5 on from cuphead plus DLC refresh rating 9.5 ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely up there. One of the best like small team unique games I've played in the last five years. I just, again, really wish I could make these more often. Um, yeah, cause it's quality. Yeah, they're, I mean, like, they're making Kojima and Todd Howard look, like, efficient in Rockstar with the way they put out content, so. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I was trying, I can't think of something that you buy, like, a physical item, uh, and you, you, you go, wow, that's good quality, whether it be, like, the packaging you get. Mm-hmm. And you recognize a startup company as like, yeah, they they spend a little money on the package, or you you see what I'm trying to make that point. This game is kind of like that. They pay mm-hmm. attention, they take their time, and it's good good stuff. And yeah, you've definitely you've definitely got me wanting to make sure that that's updated. And because I mean, let's be honest, what's better than you know, game cupheadness? Mm-hmm. A lot of things, Chris. A lot of things are better. <laughs> Just be mad at poop game time. You know, they should do a crossover with the dudes from inside and uh, do a level oh, where Cuphead fights a big giant ball sack. Fights a ball sack running through the forest. <laughs> oh, my God. Another thing they do is so clever. Speaking of forest, uh, they do it. I saw in a steel, mm-hmm. uh, an image of it, this This level looks like it's snow. And the more oh, I looked yeah. at it, I was like, that's a dude's beard. <laughs> There's a couple that's levels That's super like cool. That. That's super cool, man. Good, good, good stuff. Thank you for playing this. And I know you're like, dude, I this was easy for me. Oh, yeah. I love Cuphead. So uh, it was like an excuse yeah. to finally go back and beat it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you still owned a Nintendo, you could have played it on that. But yeah, I do own the Nintendo. It's right there. <laughs> I do that every time. That's great. But yeah, man, good, good stuff. Uh, yeah. You want to do something? Uh, yeah, I definitely want to do some news. Yeah, we got some news. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, yeah. Let's do some news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Well, uh, we got to say, it's, it's amazing how even though the head news guy's out, we still end up getting some good news this week. Um, the first thing that we're going to talk about almost could have maybe been a topic, maybe. Maybe. But then we were like, nah, it's just a news piece. <laughs> uh, what we're talking about is Skull and Bones, and um, i got to be honest. After weeks and leaks, weeks, after weeks of leaks, sorry, weeks and weeks, weeksy weeks leaks, after weeks <laughs> of <Leaky> rumors, <laughs> I can't, I, after weeks of leaks and rumors, there it is. Ubisoft finally re-unveiled Skull and Bones in a game 
will be coming to PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Google Stadia. Is that still a thing? And PC on November 8th. Uh, Originally announced in 2017, the game will not feature a campaign per se, but will allow you to team up with up to two of your friends to sail across the Indian Ocean during the Golden Age of Pirates. There will be PvP (laughs) and PvE options for players uh, with up to 20 players per server. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. I guess this kind of confirms that uh, games as service. It looks very. You, we, did you watch the the stream that they did? Yeah, I was with you. Okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> like I remember, I streamed it, and yeah. like I thought Mike was gonna watch it. He might have watched it a little bit, but he had he couldn't. <laughs> he came back because work happened or something. Yeah, and I watched it. Yeah, I, and you mentioned it was games for service. Are you sure it is? It it looks like to me it's trying to be. Every the way that's designed, it, it seems like it's trying to be um, Sea of Thieves, but instead of it being a thing where we're all on one ship and and Sean's on the on the wheel and I'm maybe controlling the um, the sails right to make sure that we've caught the wind, and maybe um, Mike's on a cannon right. And John's yeah. not doing anything because, you know, don't worry. We <laughs> got Because he's still figuring out controls of a video game because John is not yeah. good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, instead of it being that, it seems like instead, oh, Sean has a frigate. I have a brigadier. Maybe John has, you know, kind of uh, a small fast ship. And we all have our different roles of what we're trying to do, right? So maybe you're the person who's out there and you have cans to defend yourself. But first and foremost you are the guys holding the loot for all of us. Cause you have all this cargo storage. And then maybe I'm the guy who's on the ship that has the most guns, but could get outmaneuvered by smaller ships. So, and say John's on that kind of ship. Right. And maybe he's yeah. going around trying to circle around enemies and take out their rudders for us so that I can get a clear shot. Um, you know, and then you're just trying to defend yourself and, and get the goods home for us. Right. Our job is to protect you in that moment. Um, so, you know, I don't know, like it's hard to figure it out because it feels like this game should be free to play. And I don't mean that in a negative connotation. It's just like in a world now where these games are like like, all these games of service, like where you're talking about apex Fortnite, you know, sea of thieves. I just don't see the point of putting a 60 to $70 paywall in front of them when really the goal is to get as many people in because what are you trying to do? You're trying to sell them cosmetics and additional content, right? New quest. Like those seem to be better ways to, uh, to make money long-term where you have as many people as possible, you know, doing it. Maybe it will be one of those things like kind of we've seen, where for a while they don't say anything and the last moment they go, by the way, this is coming to game pass and PlayStation plus premium on day one. And then maybe six months later they go, okay, it's free to play. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, I, I kind of feel like it's almost a mini MMO. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Rip Chris. <laughs> uh, I, I have, I have like, I, I can tell there's some excitement to try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, when I realized there wasn't a, a true story, but there was PVE. There's going to be a story. Yeah. It's just not going to be a campaign. If that makes sense. It's, uh, it's more of like that thing again, like see if these of like going to a port and having a yep. quest giver that sends you on a storyline. And I'm guessing for the most part, it's hoping to have that see if these atmosphere where 
the real story and the memories, the things that you keep coming back for and keep talking about would be the, the mm-hmm. moments of craziness you and your friends. Go yeah. Through. Like when your friend blows you up on a boat and you never yeah. play a game again because or, he blew you across the map or someone is getting on your own ship and shooting cannons at you while you're on the shore, wondering <laughs> what the hell is going on. <laughs> good. See, that's what we're talking about. That's good stuff. But yeah, are you any, before we move on to the next thing, uh, do you, are you excited at all? Do you have any interest? I, I don't know. Like the thing of course with the next story is the date. Cause I know I'm not going to play it on right day one. Cause I'm just going to be like, why would I play it for one day when the servers will be the absolute worst? Cause that's how those games just usually go. Right. You know, right. Usually struggle the first 24 hours until you get everything optimized. Um, why would I do that when I know this next one I'm definitely going to play and I'm definitely going to try to do everything in it. And then maybe afterwards, because it is such a light fall, maybe there is that moment where we all get together and knowing Mike, you know, he'll probably try to get to it as quickly (laughs) as he can. And then he can come in and like, be like, Hey, do this, this, and this. And I'll be like, cool. You know, I know Yuri Ubisoft for those one. I do know that Mike said, that John is definitely said he's in. So John's you know. in. Yeah. John. Yeah. Maybe John don't know as much about it. Uh, I think he does though. I think I'm kind of in, uh, yeah. but like you said, as the pivot is, is a sitting right there for us with the announcement of this next uh, news piece is release date. It is not going to be a day one play for sure. Yes. And, uh, folks, patience has been rewarded. Yeah, some uh, say it's a virtue, Chris, right? It is a virtue. Following last week's rumors of delays, despite reassurances from Sony Santa Monica, Sony has officially announced that God of War Ragnarok will release on November 9th on the PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Sony also announced that pre-orders for the game will begin on July 15th, including pre-orders for the Jotnir, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, edition of the game, which includes a 16-inch Milnir replica from the game. And also, they released a CGI trailer of Kratos Mm -hmm. and the boy. Hammer! (laughs) Because, you know, get you a hammer! Uh, Dude, it was cool because we watched the video of the unboxing of the editions. mm -hmm. And the guy who voiced Thor was there. It doesn't uh, look like he's like in every like washed up yeah. nails band from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, Chris said that live. He's like, he looks like a washed up eighties rock band guy. Yeah, he's like, oh, time to make some money. Uh, but are you going to pre order? Or are you just going to try to get it day one? Oh, Digital, I'm just. Gonna, I gonna mean, I'll probably the night whenever they say it's available for download, I'll go buy it and all that. You're going to download it digitally. I mean, there's part of me because I do know you can get the digital. Maybe I will just because that hammer did look cool. Um. I uh, wouldn't mind having it. Maybe I will. But will it look good on that table behind you? That's a good question. I don't know. Right. Don't right. Know. Where's it going to go? Where's it going to fit? That's a big hammer. That's what she said. But <laughs> I, I will say, like, you know, it's so funny how, like, the world works. Like, where last week we were talking about all these people pissed off. Oh, because, you know, there was this rumored state of play that they were going to do to announce the game. And it didn't happen. And I think that could have been the case, right? Um, because, you know, Sony obviously had a trailer ready and for whatever reason, they decided to hold off and they just announced it under a tweet instead. And maybe that's because they're like, Hey, you know, instead of doing a state of play right now, let's like wait two months 
And then, you know, we'll do a bigger deep dive, show people something a little bit more. drum up hype. Yeah. Yeah. And because of that, everyone goes crazy and they're so cynical. And I'm just like, hey, you know, just wait. Wait. And, you know, eventually the news will come. Sure enough, like three days later, the news came. And, you know, now everyone's hype and ready and it's all forgotten, which is why I would say don't pay attention to internet outrage on things about video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I will say that I'm kind of, I'm kind of not cool. Happy ish. I wanted to buy the digital editions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of, I had read this and I trust psycho. He's in the chat. giving me some information, but one of the editions contains a steel book case that would normally mm-hmm. hold your disc, but none of the editions, none of the collector's editions have a physical disc. Yeah. So that's a little weird. Is it not? Maybe maybe it allowed them to maximize production, right? Where they didn't have to worry what? about like, okay, you didn't know exactly when this game was coming, right? So if you're giving people codes, that's a easy thing to start printing up today. They could print up tons of those things in a heartbeat, right? Versus disc, that's resource, you gotta get it all pressed, you have to wait till the game is actually has a version that they can press onto a disc and then, you know, ship it out to you. They probably would like to sell as many of these as possible, I would imagine, right? Because they know the demand will probably be pretty decent. So here they're kind of giving you the best of both worlds. They're they're saying, hey, it doesn't matter if you want digital or not. We're still going to give you a case. You can get your hammer, right? And same time, we can make sure we have enough that we feel satisfied that it will be out there despite whenever this game was going to be ready and was going to launch. That's just my guess. I think I see what you're saying, but I'm mm. trying to think of like other times where I just get a case. Yeah, I know. It is weird. It, it not the thing. Yeah. Well, but I mean, I'm probably going to PC what? like, wow. What? Right. You would get the wow's collector and it would just be a case for or, or, like, you know, and then here's a code. Yeah, but you got the box, right. like, but the box was cool. And the stuff in the box. So I don't, I don't know. Well, the, you're not wrong. Yeah. The but box. At the same time. Cool. It's kind of, yeah, it does, but we're that's a big box. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is not a remaster that uh God of War games could be a brand new game, right? Right? Yeah. Well, if you're a fan of remasters and you like Rockstar, I got some bad news for you because Rockstar, they're shelving remasters, right? Who doesn't love a good re- remake? Apparently, like I said, Rockstar. Following the disaster that was the remake of the original GTA trilogy last year, Rockstar has reportedly shelved planned remakes of Red Dead Redemption and GTA 4 to instead focus exclusively finishing uh, GTA 6, which is expected in the fall of 2036. Right around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Uh, While these projects are shelved for now, sources state that Rockstar may revisit the project following the release of uh, GTA 6. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, I I prefer it. Honestly, I'm I'm someone where I, I feel like this is coming from a place of privilege with having an Xbox, right? With all the FPS boost and things like that Microsoft has done, they've already done upgraded versions of Red Dead. I think they might have also done GTA 4 to make them prettier, right? And and run and look better than they originally did. Um but on the other hand, if you don't have that, if you're a PlayStation gamer and you want to go back and play those games, right, it would be nice to have an upgrade version. However, 
if it means you get the version of crap that came out last fall, what's the point? So, you know, maybe the lesson for the Rockstar was we don't have the time and resource to really make these things the way we want to. So instead, let's just focus on the thing that we know everyone wants and is looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just want, I just want, yeah, GTA 6. That'd be great. Right? For now. Yeah. Just one day. I'd like to play GTA 6. It's, we're going to be old by the time it comes out, dude. Older. I don't want to even think about how old we're going to be. You're going to like be in a, a boomer officially at that point. Right. I'm going to start wearing my trucker cap and. You're going to wear like tie-dye shirts and hey dudes. Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that's that, funny. That would be an announcement. If that, that would be if you became an official boomer, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, speaking of announcements. What? We got what? <laughs> Ubisoft has more announcements to come. Uh, during the announcement for Ubisoft Skull and Bones live stream, the developer also announced its next Ubisoft Forward event will take place on September 10th at 12 p.m. Pacific, which is 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The event will, quote, return in full force, ready to reveal updates and news on multiple games and projects from the Ubisoft teams around the world. Hopefully, it will include the Mario Rabbids open world adventure no one's been asking for, along with (laughs) Sam Fisher coming to another mobile game. So uh, we have those things to look forward to. Uh, I think the big thing everyone is expecting and hoping with this event is Assassin's Creed news. And, you know... It's been a minute since someone said the word Far Cry, you know, usually you get that like main Far Cry and then you get the weird kind of side version that's unique and doing its own thing personality wise. Right. You know, you had Far Cry New Dawn last time after five. So that would seem like it would be about this time period. Um, And then I guess beyond good and evil, man, they're probably going to bring it back. I that game is <laughs> I don't know what's going on that game. That I don't, game is not everything. I imagine there's cool like trailer for it. Ten people work on that game. That's the only reason it's being made is like they're not spending mass resources on it, you know. So I don't know. I'm trying to think what else they could have. I mean, maybe something with division. It's been a minute for that, and it's been a minute for uh, Ghost Recon as well, and of course, Just Dance. Um, the most yeah, popular their bestseller yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's um, good stuff well time's running out for them to figure out what they're going to do and talk about if they haven't already got that locked in Ooh, that was a pivot <laughs> uh, just like your time is running out if you want to play assassin's creed liberation on steam yeah that's right ubisoft will be removing assassin's creed liberation hd from steam on september 1st of this year that's 2022 Originally, it appeared that this would include access to the game for those who had already purchased it. Ubisoft has since clarified that those who um, own the game will still be able to re-download the base game, but also stated all DLC and online features will be decommissioned. Mm -hmm. Current owners of those games will still be able to access, play, or re-download them. Our teams are working with our partners to update this information across all storefronts, and are also assessing all available options for players who will be impacted when these games' online services are decommissioned on September 1st, 2022. It has always been our intention to do everything in our power to allow those legacy titles to remain available in the best possible conditions for players, and this is what we are working towards. 
That was a statement that Ubisoft made to IGN. Vegan. Yeah. Again, I wonder if it's, it's because I don't know. I, I, I'm getting I, new to this Ubisoft plus service that I'm thinking about signing up for. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's what they're trying to cater all the audience to. I, I don't think it's that because, you know, sure. They probably would like you to have that on there and it, it's easier for them to maintain it. Right. But I just feel like these, these various entities more and more they don't want to have to host servers like and it didn't used to be a big deal because people would the overwhelming majority of people would move on right like so you know halo 2 servers we could shut that off why because people aren't on xbox anymore they're on their xbox 360 right and then you know halo 3 servers shut off why because we've we've all left to xbox to go to ps4 and the idiot chris over there is playing his xbox one apparently um <laughs> Yeah, that happens. But now you live in this world like where, you know, especially like something like Liberation that was originally a PSP game has been relaunched and is on Steam and Steam is universal and consistently, um, you know, existing. And I don't know, like on one hand, I understand it. Like I doubt there's some very large amount of people playing Liberation online, you know, as far as that mode. But it would be cool if I'm playing liberation and Mike and Sean are also playing liberation. If we want to go into a private match and play the online modes just to see how they are. And if we could have some fun with them and even more so regardless of that, it's like, why can't you get this DLC content? Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Why the DLC is what kind of got me. I understood closing the servers down mm-hmm. for whatever, but like, yo, make the game still available. Like what? That's money. Yeah. I, I just. Well, I maybe know. there's data we don't see where this game's just not selling. And they're like. Yeah. May, it very well might just be like, hey, we have X number of players who ex- access these servers and we are paying this much bare minimum to just have them run. So, you yeah, know, that's probably I, I get it. it. I get it. You know, if you're trying to pinch pennies, it's it's kind of hard for someone to say, well, we have 10 million people that access these Assassin's Creed games and we have. 190 that are playing online at any given moment on any of these games over here combined. We don't want to have those servers. So I don't know. Uh, but maybe we should just give thanks that we got the opportunity. Right. For the time we had with AC liberation on steam. That's right. Well, speaking of giving things from software has given thanks, Sean. Since the release of Elden Ring back in February, the legend of the player, let me solo her. That's just mm-hmm. still the greatest name ever. That's a good name. It's right? Good name. Good That's name. My nickname in high school uh, has grown <laughs> to mythical levels within its player community. The player whose real name is Klein to, to, to I don't know. Subio. Yeah, let's go. Subio. Studio. Klein to Subio. Okay, Klein Studio <laughs> famously has set out the game outside of the game's hardest boss, Millennia, the blood of Mikuela. I don't even know why I put that in there, uh, and allow players to summon him into their games. His only request when they do so, Sean, is that they let him take on Millennia or Millennia or however you say it alone. He has defeated this boss over a thousand times, and to show respect, from software sent him. A drawing of his character, congratulating him on his accomplishment, as well as a wooden lithograph of Melania, 
and a full length sword. And I mean, I saw a picture of it. It's it legit. A, it was it, a sword. This is not your pawn shop sword. This looks like a true, like, hey, we spent a little bit of money on this for you, man. First of all, we meant no disrespect to pawn shop swords. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the Phoenix City flea market sword. Right. This is no, this is, a, it was a legit sword. Yeah. And at first I was like, wait, what'd this guy do? And yeah. I mean, in theory, he's just sitting at the house playing a game and just dominating the boss. He said like the whole entire thing was like, you know, he wanted to show players it's not impossible because, you know, she is supposedly the hardest boss ever made by from software. And even through this, they patched certain things with her that could be exploited to make it harder. And he still kept doing it. And his whole entire thing is like, look, any of these games, if you are willing to, you know, you might not be perfect, but you can put the time in to learn a move set and develop, you know, abilities where eventually you will be able to understand how these things work. You know, yeah. you just have to have commitment and there's, a I am not, made. I yeah. am not Klein studio, right? You know, let that. me solar her is got a lot more patience than I do. I do want to go on there and ask him to come into my game and then I can be like, Hey Mike, look, I beat the hardest boss. Don't you have to wait. Allow player. Yeah. You allow players to summon him into their games. Yeah. You put down a summon yeah. or he puts down, Basically, he puts down a summons thing, right? And then you have a, a curled finger, I believe it's called, in your inventory. Your inventory, yeah, you, and you can summon him. Yeah, you can see him and then say, cool, let's go do this. And, the, and then you just stand there, and mm -hmm. he just wins. Right. I would just go. That's if he did so a, cool. I would just go. Like, if it was wow, if I could, I would, I would go in there, and I would just go sit down, and then, like, I would open a banquet, and then just... Well, you're not supposed to, in WoW, you're not supposed to do this, but like some of the hardest raids, mm -hmm. guilds in that game are like money. I'll take you through this raid, yeah. money, and you get the rewards. Yeah. Money. You got mythical <laughs> gear, I imagine, doing it on hard. <laughs> yeah. Ain't that it's, ain't that pressing to you, right? Ugh. That's uh I I that's yeah if you haven't seen that sword go check it out that's it's some pretty cool stuff that from software did considering they're the hardest video game company ever. You're they hate wrong. us all, but they love us all at the same time. I think they just hate themselves. Potentially. Yeah. Um so this is this is Chris and I this next thing is Chris and I's favorite news piece of the week, right? Uh Mark Cerny is going to be working with our beloved John John's favorite developer, mm -hmm. I should say. PS4 and PS5 lead system architect Mark Cerny will be working with none other than Jade Raymond Studio, Haven, on research and development to advance its cloud gaming capabilities. Jade Raymond, of course, the creator of Assassin's Creed, stating that Cerny is the main reason the studio has invested heavily in R&D, saying, quote, it's not just tied to cloud, but also some more forward-thinking R&D. I'm not able to say too much right now, but that's obviously one of the other things that's been a big attractor and, and is exciting to our team with PlayStation. Of course, Mark Cerny is kind of like a rock star too, so being able to collaborate with him is really exciting. In other news, Sony has completed its acquisition of the studio and has officially welcomed Haven to the PlayStation family. Haven also has hired Jalal El Mansouri, the technical architect of Rainbow Six Siege, as the principal architect and head of R&D. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of stuff there. Yeah, apparently, like, they've hired, like, she said, like, at one point, they only had, like, four engineers that were working on this stuff, and now that's expanded to, like, 
over 20. So can't wait to see this studio and she just gets all the accolades <laughs> on all the shows. It seems, oh. it seems to be like, maybe this might be the way all these games of service. Cause this is supposed to be a games of service. I believe, you know, like one of the ones they said they were working towards develop and why they brought on Bungie and they have that deal with Microsoft with Azure and all this other stuff. Like it seems like, Probably we're not all seeing and talking about, it, but this might be the wave of the future for these where you can the have future. You can have the cloud doing all this computing for you that allows you to expand and and you know give more uh just more of everything in there. Maybe more people in a world, more resources in a world. Yeah, you know, where it's not all on your PS5 or Series X or PC. So that's pretty it's cool. It's kind of like a Steam Deck. No. But cloud. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Have what you about seen? one of those uh HD sixties? Kind of like Ooh. one of those? Maybe. But stronger. Like yeah. the 4K. <laughs> I love my mom though. She's like, What's the cloud? And I'm like, I don't know how to explain that to you, mom. Just know that it's there and it's got you. And she's like, But what is it? I'm like, digital. It's just it's just there. <laughs> we don't talk about the cloud. We just accept that it's there. Oh my god. Oh, did you see this today by the way, this next one? I did not. Uh I, I read it uh when you sent this, but I did not see it, so I'm going to check it out. We should always be fearful of this because if Kirby was ever at a buffet, Sean, it'd be an endless yes. black hole. Like yes, yes. a mouth would be open. That's it. And every piece of food in the known existence <laughs> would keep going into <laughs> it. Uh but Besides that, Nintendo has announced Kirby's Dream Buffet, a Fall Fall Guy-style party game that is coming later this summer. Quote, Kirby's Dream Buffet sees a gang of Kirby's rolling through a variety of food-themed stages in four rounds of frantic multiplayer fun, the official synopsis reads. Uh, players can play locally or online with up to eight other players. At least that's what the trailer seemed to indicate. That's not a quote, but I saw eight. That's what I counted. So I'm guessing it's eight. Math um, be hard, yo. Right? <laughs> As they <laughs> stuff their faces full of strawberries and find out who is the hungriest Kirby of them all. Yeah. So like one of the ones, it looked like it's, um, it's like a big cake. And as you're rolling down, there'll be like strawberries in your way. And it seems like the goal isn't just to get to the bottom the fastest in some of these stages. It also seems it's to eat as many like strawberries or whatever food it may be for that stage. Because at the end, all the Kirby's get on scales and you'll see like the different size Kirby's <laughs> and like a ginormous one. That's just like holding all these strawberries, just trying not to, to blow chunks everywhere. <laughs> and I think the person who's actually the heaviest in the end, uh, uh, ends up winning. So I guess the, the incentive of being fast down the mountain is more so that you have the lead to get strawberries before someone else can get them in front of you. Right. So it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Um, it's, it's dope. I, I love to see that twist. Mm-hmm. on it and i look the, the like you said the fall guys style that can get kind of crazy um that's a really good question huck huck ms in chat says what's everybody's uh what's on everybody's dream buffet and, and chris has chimed in he just says indian food like i love indian food um, i will take a buffet uh to me I, I would take a uh like a nacho type buffet mm-hmm. tacos nachos mexican and all the good stuff though the reason why I also say Indian is if anyone's ever gone to Indian restaurants, it's actually quite pricey. So like to, to get, <laughs> to get like, a buffet, 
to get a buffet is like the perfect thing because there's so much variety of things you could get, like sides and all that, that there's always something you're going to like. Um, you know, plus non. Anyone's yeah, I kind of, uh, so fly, I could probably get down with a Japanese buffet as well. <laughs> we can Acid Sugar just wants some chicken tendies. That's all. Yeah, right. That's all. I've never been to an Argentinian buffet. I haven't either. I've, I don't think I've had any. Have I had Argentinian food? Without know. knowing it, I guess in theory I've been to the Brazilian one. The what's the one that's in Atlanta where you just go and you have like a little paddle that you flip, and someone just comes over and slices steak for you until you unflip the paddle. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah yeah. I can uh fogo de chao. Yeah, that's it. I probably said that wrong. <laughs> Asado, fogo de chimichurri. Chao, true. Gee, they make your dolce de leche. Yeah, let's go with that. That's a dessert or coffee it's, or something. It's, it's probably fine. <laughs> um, hey Sean, it's that hey. time. What? Oh, it is. It is. It is. <clears throat> this week. We are here. Final piece of the news week. It's it's hard to believe, but we did it. Um, fun fact: There was Chris. Can you remind of how many pieces of news there were this week? Originally, or now? No, no you need to say the number nine. <laughs> For the first time since 2014, ladies and gentlemen, video game sales will fall. That's right. The sales of video games are set to decline annually. The global and service market is forecasted to contract 1.2 percent year on year to 188 billion dollars. That's according to Ampere Analysis. A number of factors has contributed to the decline, such as, uh, of course, limited availability of consoles, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and people just gaming less in a post-pandemic world. Uh, During the pandemic, gaming saw an increase of 26% over two years to reach a record $191, I'm sorry, $191 billion (laughs) in sales. They made 191 bucks, guys. We did, guys. We're we're like (laughs) one-fourth of the way to a PS5, guys. <laughs> the good news is that it's forecasted this downturn will be in short term as projections for 2023 sit at a whopping $195 billion. So That'd be it's kind of like we're bro. taking a dip, but that's kind of expected because we're like, we can go outside. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Let's see. What is it? Um, so by their projections. I'm trying to get this right. Wow. They're expecting like 8% growth next year. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty legit. I mean, if you, th- if you think about it, we we had the pandemic. People were at the house. They had to be. Yeah. A game like Animal Crossing comes out finally on Switch. I mean, that was it's a great game. And people just, they game. But then like shortages start happening. We can't yeah. buy consoles. We, we can't upgrade computers. But it feels then, like, you know, next year, that, yeah, that's like it feels like Xbox is there, and it, uh, I don't know. Sony, it seems to seem like the the GPU thing is amazing. Like that seems to be now like no shortage. Like you want a yeah, graphics like, card, you're gonna get within 15 days tops. Yeah, you know? and at not like scalping crazy prices. Yeah, um, still still a little more than normal, but not like they were. I do think like when they're saying 195 billion next year 
I only I, that still feels like they're being a little too optimistic because my one fear for next year is that you know I don't think a lot of people can like wait to be like well we're gonna release in 2023 but because of all these games in the spring we're gonna hold till the summer or to the fall right because that's just not the reality for a lot of these studios like sure Microsoft and Sony could do that if they ever felt like they needed to which is probably not gonna happen for much but like you know if you're for instance if you're the um, WB and you've got Suicide Squad, you don't really have a choice. Like that game's yeah. been in development forever. If it's ready, you probably want to make dollars on it in in whatever quarter it can come out. And my only fear is that you're just gonna have a bunch of games that get cannibalized because of choice. Like where people have to pick, you know, capitalism. They have to pick winners and losers. Um, and you know, maybe the winner is Starfield because people really like Todd Howard, and maybe the loser is something like Suicide Squad if it ends up coming out like a week or two beforehand or, you know, a few days afterwards, just because people are like, sorry, I'm, I'm playing this right now. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we did see it as pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember us talking when the pandemic was kind of starting, mm-hmm. how it would take a while to see yeah. how the true impact of the pandemic would be. Uh, we saw it physically with the consoles. And now we're seeing it monetarily with people saying you know what let's go to like other things it's like for all the shortage of movies we had now it's like we have this complete oversaturation yeah of of things to watch like if you want big popcorn movie man not a popcorn yeah good old popcorn um we're gonna go see nope by the way what are we going to see nope what is that that's the new jordan peele movie i don't those movies he makes scary movies yeah, I thought you loved scary yeah. stuff. You I don't Resident like Evil. scary. That's you John. You played dude. Resident Evil Seven. I did like that game, but in VR, my friends John and other people on the stream set me up. You said you wanted to play Dead Space. I would give it a try because <laughs> I ain't no punk, yo. I'm beginning to doubt your commitment to uh to horror games. <laughs> <laughs> um, John. Yeah, buddy. Normally, I would ask both of you if you want to wrap this up, and I know um, you would say, "Yeah, no, I'm good." But John, he would probably say, "Just to be safe." electronic mail from the future all the way from the year 3000 <laughs> that makes me happy ladies and gentlemen uh this is the part of the show that we simply title emails but it is the part of the show where you are the voice of the show uh and we got good news our show's not going to be thanos cuz you guys sent emails in that's what's up. Chris is happy. That means there will be no snappage. It's like, like should I do them? Because they really came in abundance, man. Right. We, we got six of these things. Part of me should be like, well, I could give them a reprieve and divide them out over multiple weeks. But then the other thing is I don't want people to have to wait.
right? Right, right. Yeah, we just gotta we got we're gonna read six today. Yeah. We appreciate this. You took the time to write them in to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Uh so we're gonna we're gonna read them. And Chris, if you want to read first and I'll read another one, then we'll just do that. Okay. Uh right. just just so you know, guys, just because we got six this week, don't think I won't next week. It's a threat. It's <laughs> a lingering <laughs> it's a lingering threat now for the rest of your lives. Oh my goodness. Anyways. Uh, this first one is from Devin. <laughs> and he says, thank you guys for the review of Ravenous Devils last week. You're welcome. No, John was excited to talk about that. I was aware of that game before last week's episode convinced me to give it a shot. I have to say John's favorable view of the game was spot on. It's a short but sweet game. And for only $5, there is no reason for anyone to deny playing it. I think we all agree on that. Um, the big Game, uh, the big thing gaming wise that I have been delving into lately has been Star Citizen. I recently saw some YouTube videos of it and it convinced me to actually give it a go myself. Man, oh man, I have to say it is janky as hell, but there's just something about the immersive feeling of that keeps me wanting to play. Now, hopefully, I can live long enough to actually see it released in a finished product someday. They sure as hell take their time on the development side, swimming in their swimming pools of money that have been made from this thing or already made from this thing. So I guess my question for this week is how familiar familiar are you guys with the game? And do you think it might be uh, you might be interested if it ever fully releases game on you guys and see you next week? Devin. Um, I think we're both Good familiar email. with it, right? Yeah, yeah I got it downloaded. Uh, and yeah, I, I was part of the uh, the the money for the pools and we're still waiting on a finished project. I saw a um, a, a streamer I loved big. Uh, he likes this game. But again, it's it's not it's it's something about it when you play it and the world is it's got so much potential. Mm-hmm. It is janky. Um, yeah, I want it to become a thing that's legit because it's it's legit. Mm hmm. If you don't know anything about Star Citizen, Google it. It's a space kind of sim where you get a ship and it's just gorgeous. It's so good. It's yeah. like a space MMO. <laughs> yeah, it's like um, I was thinking, you know, for all the crap that Todd Howard has gotten, he built a new game from scratch that basically takes the vast majority of things that are in Star Citizen and it looks like that game's coming out next year. And Star Citizen was in development long before that game began development and appears will be in development long after. Um, I don't know if it will ever be in a state where it will be realized to a point where everyone's happy. You know, um, I hope it is, especially those that invested a lot of money and have really been riding on this for what, like a decade now. Yeah. Um, so it's been a it's been a minute. Yeah, I mean, I think it tells you money can't buy everything. Yeah, <laughs> um, for sure can't guarantee. Or, or you or you could have that one person who who can't let their baby, yeah. whatever it is, not their literal baby, but their project. They can't stop with the fine tooth comb. Yeah, just just let it be what it is. Don't try to overcorrect everything. Who yeah. knows? Like they don't know maybe or understand. It's like hey, give up on this thing for now so that you can make the game playable and not so janky so that you can get somewhere release and then iterate on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. I'm sure there are tons of ideas that wow had way back in the day 
that they said, shelve that for now and we'll come back to it and then we'll put it in and it will piss people off and they'll go play classic, <laughs> but we'll make a lot of money before that happens. So it's fine. Yeah, it's, pro- it's fine. It's probably it's fine. fine. It's fine. What um, else is quite fine is the email subject line of my next email. Oh, this is from Tony and I'm going to read the entire subject line. Okay. <clears throat> this is a good one. Email for your next episode. Since you guys keep complaining about not having any emails. So here you go. This is an email. It has a horrendously long subject line. <laughs> I like how line got capitalized for some reason at the yeah. end. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But it starts with the dearest weekly games chat. Hello. I write you today because I realize we are quickly approaching a year of me listening to the show. What's up? Oh, congrats. That's what's up, man. The first episode I listened to was about Death's Door. Ooh, good game. I was so in love with that game. I just wanted to listen to people talk to it while I was going for my daily walk. You guys mentioned two episodes that you were considering doing, Hollow Knight and another classic games to cover. I would want I want to say I would really like if you guys covered Hollow Knight again. It would be great to get everyone's modern opinion on it before Silk Song comes out. Not a bad mm-hmm. idea. That was ours as well. Over the last year, it has become my favorite game of all time, so I, I'm a little biased. That being said, I was thinking it would be cool if you guys took sort of a games club approach to revisiting these classics. I think what he's interpreting, Chris, is like a book club, like Oprah. <laughs> like you give a, you give an assignment. We're going to be talking about this and you know be ready kind of thing. But anyway, I think you guys would get more emails if you were able to tell us what game you'd be discussing at least a couple of weeks in advance. Hmm. It would give your listeners a chance to catch up on that game or play the game you guys are intending to play. Then instead of just an email section, you could take questions and comments about said game during the main topic of the show. Uh, anyways, thanks for helping me get through the year. Thanks for all you do. Uh, Tony. Tony, that's not a bad idea. Our main approach for topics uh, is to kind of introduce just about a game that you may or may not know, tell you what we found out about it. Uh, the The part where we would maybe tell you a game, that could be something we do. Most likely, Chris is, I think, going to nod his head on this. We probably won't do a Q&A during the main topic, per se, mm. just because of the way the format's set up. But those are all really, really good ideas, and, and you're on to something kind of hot about Hollow Knight, dude. Yeah, I, I'm with him on, like, yeah, I'm with you. I don't think we could do a Q&A during the show, but I am all for, you know, for whatever reason, we just don't always say what the topic is, but there is a point to be made there. Like, if it means that... Hey, I tell you next week for certain or whenever we can, you know, maybe we do it on our discord. Maybe we put it on our Twitter, wherever we let you all know we're talking about hollow Knight this week, or we're talking about God of war Ragnarok and it to tell you to submit your emails and we pull them up as we go through the topic and we address them. That's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm not opposed to that because that gives, you know, engagement, and adds to the topic, right? It Maybe, does because it because there's Twitch engagement, but also the listener who doesn't exactly view us on Twitch. They get a voice for the conversation. You see how we're we see how we think about you guys. You see that? Yeah, we're doing it right here in front of you. I, I mean, I'm I'm all for that. Uh, we'll definitely if we haven't fired John after this week, which is still very much, <laughs> and up we can the move air. this into like a pre-alpha phase. Yeah, maybe we'll discuss it with him in. See, the problem is sometimes we really don't know what the topic is. 
until till the, yeah, like Monday you know, night. You, look, <laughs> we are just. You think we have plans, and we don't. I don't know. Who are you, Sean? I don't even know. I've known you for 15 years. I don't even know who you are. I just kind of go with it. Are you a human? You just showed up <laughs> in my apartment one day and hey, and I happen to have a microphone. So you sat down to it and you started talking. And after about three hours, I finally hit record on something. <laughs> and that's and I how, got up because I thought it was over. I thought yeah. he hit the end button. And I, was you know, like, I thought oh, it was no. over. Oh, End the no. show, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, that I think that is a really cool idea. Um, and I would love to talk about Hollow Knight because I've definitely played a lot more of it. I obviously have taken a break a little bit to play FIFA and and uh, FIFA. And yeah. FIFA. <laughs> You're dominating in uh, your championship, buddy. I don't know why people say soccer's hard. I'm winning like six nothing. <laughs> I don't understand. All I got to do is That's put so on funny. amateur difficulty and it's really easy, guys. That is so funny. He's uh and during him playing this game, y'all, he's like saying, Sean, so you know about uh this, this, and this? And I let him down on one and he let me know. He let me know, boy. I mm-hmm. tell you what. I was like, uh, <laughs> actually, I know all about the championship league because I'm playing in it, sir. So uh, but anyways, uh, good email, Tony. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, good uh, email, Tony, for real. Yeah. Next up, we have Aaron. And he says, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Aaron. Good evening. Long time listener, because he, you know. Yeah, yeah. He puts some O's in there. First time writer, typer, emailer, one of those. Long time, first time. To forestall the snap, I had to email you guys. I was about to email for the first time <laughs> right before Sean's accident. Oof. Oof. Spelling. That was a long, that was over two years ago. Yeah. That was a yeah. while ago. In response to the mention of MJ. But then it wasn't the right time due to his absence. Oh, I think that might have been when the documentary came out on MJ with the the yeah. real. That's been two years already. Yeah, it might be wrong than that. Yeah, the last dance. No, not that. Was it that one? Oh, yeah, Michael I Jackson. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is that. Oh, are yeah, we talk- it is. Yeah, we talking about. You're right. You're right. Okay, I am delighted to hear MJ return to the conversation last week in agreement with Sean. MJ is the goat. Because of one timeless song, sing if you like, come on and slam. Welcome to the jam. Come on and slam if you want jam. I do remember this. Whoa, whoa, good stuff. whoa, whoa. good stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Being a kid who only played Command and Conqueror and Age of Empires on his computer, I knew uh, slash know nothing about sports. The Sandlot taught me about the importance of Babe Ruth. <laughs> and the opening monologue in Space Jam told me one thing. This is the most amazing, greatest SOB to put a ball in the hoop. You're not uh, wrong. Been going on five years listening, and whether it's riding the lawnmower, taking a truck to Bath Country or County, uh, or playing video games, I now have specific places in life that remind me of weekly games chat every time chills. I see them. Just That's great. Right? There it, it is. Gave me chills, bro. To the heart. Uh, I have too much to talk about, but in the interest of preventing the snap as long as possible, I will keep these emails as short, as sweet as possible. Thank you for the many references, Troy and Lord of the Ring included. <laughs> you shall not pass, sir. Is that the way I say that? No. Say it right. You're Uh, all the best, Aaron. And this is uh, sent from his iPhone 9S WAV. Or his WAV. Uh, WAV. Uh, hey, man, thank you, dude. We, I, we, I'm, I'm speechless. A lot of times we don't realize what we bring to you guys as far as 
you know, your day to day and and laughter and happiness or whatever. And when we hear about it, it truly touches us. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I agree with you. MJ's the greatest. Chris, don't even start that again this week. Don't do it, Chris. I'm just (laughs) saying LeBron is in the conversation along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And to act like they're not is disrespectful to all three of them. It's disrespectful to the game, isn't it, Chris? I'd like to see Uh, MJ stop Kareem. See him try to get the sky hook going or, you know, jump up guys like seven foot tall. The sky hook, possibly the most undefensible move ever in basketball. Exactly. How's he going to beat him? I'm huh? just saying. He you're can't. not wrong. He drive to the lane. Kareem, Kareem would have would just to miss. Go. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I think he could get, I think he could score on Kareem, but Kareem would actually have to miss. Yeah. Because Kareem would probably defense better on MJ than MJ could defense better on Kareem. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're hey, not wrong. we just kissed. Uh, Huck, I see your comment in the chat that you have a big same as far as those uh, emotions. Thank you. We love you, Huck, for real. Thank you. Thanks to everybody. I'm fixing to get all up in my emotions, but I should probably move on. Mm-hmm. By the way, three emails in. I mean, this is top notch this week. Right? <laughs> this is good. I stuff. really need to like demand this. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> they don't want the snap, dude. They don't want it. Got another email coming in from Matt from Ohio. Uh, it says, hey, Sean, John, and Chris. Hey, man. Hey. Uh, I've been listening since the Valheim episode. Ooh, good episode. Oh, that was that was fun times, and I love the show. Thank you. I appreciate all your time and energy you put into the show every week. I especially enjoy old, I, what old old, old man, man chat, chat. <laughs> and union talk. Yeah, we worried because one person called us out on that. Uh, we're like, but I and we're kind of like, but we are old, you know. It was so many weeks of me, like before the show, I'm like, can you not talk about your prostate and your your problems with like, you know, having wifeage? Can we not do that this week? This is so, this is so great. This next paragraph, because he's not here on a more serious note. However, I feel I had to write in and check on John (laughs) in the last few weeks. His life seems to be unraveling. Uh, He has revealed that he has had to borrow tools from his kid. His wife left him to live on the beach with another man. His power was shut off live on air. And lastly, he has has resorted to eating old moldy potatoes under the guise of health concerns. He's talking about sweet potatoes there, ladies and gentlemen. I wonder if Chris could spare some of his embezzled money from Sean's accident (laughs) to help his old roommate out. That's a fair point, I got to say. Uh, don't really have any thought-provoking game-related questions. I just didn't want any more episodes to get Thanos if nobody wrote in. Peace out, Matt from Ohio. Hey, Thank that's you, a top-notch email. Right? There's a lot of stuff in that one. That's good stuff. See, Chris, I, he knows about the embezzlement. He knows what's up. I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, my <laughs> 401k really went up in 2020. <laughs> He's like, who's Sean? That's so funny. <laughs> I need to make sure... Because I feel like John will check in and listen to some of this episode, but I don't know if he'll go through all of it. But I'm going to remind him that he needs to go and hear that just so that he can, you know, hear it. Laugh. Yeah, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. Uh, Okay, we got two left. And this comes from the video game lounge. Hey, this is Hague himself right here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And he says VGL is the title, too. Emails. Hey guys, this is Hague himself. First name John. Hey, what, is that it. breaking news? The whole entire John's actually been Hague. 
What? Huh? <laughs> Been a fan of the show for a few years, dating back to 2018, around the time God of War released, and been a more active listener participant of late. Yes, you have, sir. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. We appreciate that. A couple of buddies and I started our own video game podcast last year. This makes you our enemy. Uh, it's called the Video Game Lounge Podcast. This is that's good. You, good job. That's yeah. good job. Yeah, I, I remember when they followed us on Twitter. Yeah, a while back when they started, that was good stuff. Our show is basically what WGC is between segments. We could cuss, drink beer, and have a bunch of tangents. Can I come on your podcast? I'd do well, that. That sounds like a great time, Chris. We should change our format. Right? One of these effing days we will. Uh, <laughs> we don't do the latest and greatest in news, but instead we are three friends who come together bi-weekly to discuss games and what we love and sometimes dislike about them. I don't know if you guys do this. Uh, or not, but any kind of shout out for the show would be cool and appreciated. Maybe we can become the second best podcast about video games. Love your show and keep on keeping on. Hey, P.S. Apologize for the bad audio the first couple of episodes. Uh, P.S.S. Yes, our show is better than Odyssey. That's the most important <laughs> thing. And it was sent from an iPhone. Um, yeah, uh, folks, if you uh, get done listening to Weekly Games Chat, don't go listen to like Kind of Funny or sacred yeah, symbols those guys IGN. go check out the video game lounge podcast on whatever podcast service you have around the globe um and know yeah, that go check out one of our own richards see what yeah. they're up about you know and they in the in the in the same way weekly podcasts wait what weekly game chat went back on those games and games had terrible audio in the first no. few <laughs> unlistenable you don't talk uh, about that man we don't talk about that. <laughs> BGLs, go ahead and apologize for you guys. But thank you, Hey, You have been a fantastic, uh, you know, you've been around a while. You've been around, uh, but you've recently brought up and you have, a, you have a bit that I recognize and I immediately made sure, pointed out every week, you've kept it going like that Washington State flag on college game day. And that is, of course, what is better than Odyssey? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, that's what's up. Uh, here we go. We are finally on... Our last email is from our friend Juan. Oh, uh, wow. Hello, at, all. Is that? Oh, man. Is that the alien that's, from? Uh, that's dope. Everything that I'm looking at is dope. Is that, please don't. Uh, or what are those things called? Please don't destroy it. No. Hold up. You're, you're squirreling. He might say it in a minute. Earth Defense Force? That Let me just cool. read this. Uh, first and foremost, I hope you guys are doing well. Still waiting on my new desk. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting for two weeks now, and the tracking number I was given isn't working. Oh, no. Starting to think this got lost in the mail. Also, good thing I got my new OLED monitor and Joker Secret Labs chair. That's dope mm-hmm. already. But quick question. I'm an avid video games figure collector and can't help but be disappointed by the new God of War Collector's Edition. I'm kind of the same as I like more statues and a hammer just doesn't do it for me. That's not what she said. It may do it for my girl. Yes, but I'll think I'll pass. I included some of my figures and picks and I'm just wondering, is there any figure or statue you're proud and happy you own and you tend to look at quite often for me? It's the crypto 137 statue and the Darksider ones uh, as I'm a humongous Darksiders fan. Uh, I cannot wait for the new crypto statue I ordered with Destroy All Humans 2 in August. Hopefully yes. that won't get lost. May this podcast remain the greatest, and may you guys remain blessed. Thank you for that email. And, Chris, let's describe these pictures. So 
that there's looks some framed the, go ahead i'm sorry the first big like this is a big figurine he's got right here and he's got two of them i want to say that's the aliens from like earth defense force or something like that like one of those alien invasion games i don't think it's from xcom almost certain i don't that. think so yeah. either um we could be wrong i don't know man he's got he's got uh what's her face aloy he's got um the dude from resistance looks like i see the one of the skeletons from uh doom with the rocket launchers on there i don't recognize oh he's got all four of the darksiders yeah from dark uh, you know darksiders tennessee tennessee yeah 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 He's got guy statue of Kratos and the boy. Yeah. Um, that looks like, Oh, the order 1886 dope. Yeah. Remember that game? Uh, that game is so good. And so short Nathan Drake. I see. Um, and I can't see just about everything in the back there. It's a little bit less clear. Um, and then he also has a, a Joker theme PC appears, man. Even complete with like the green, uh, uh, funnel for his uh his AIO yeah his AIO and that shouldn't pair well with his uh, aforementioned Joker uh, secret labs chair so True. nice little theme going on there I just want to I point personally- out Go he's, ahead. he's got a face cam camera and John doesn't have a face cam camera <laughs> <laughs> Jawan can I like it. yeah Jawan can uh yeah Jawan's legit I, I do like the frame Zelda Link's Awakening posters the Metroid Jet mm-hmm. Dread poster you also have a uh like a what how would you describe that other link poster cathedral style what game is that yeah it kind of looks like it looks like that's wind waker yeah but it's a it's like a that what's that painted glass yeah it's like stained glass like that you would see in a cathedral it's really cool looking that's legit like I'd, i'd actually like to have that like if you could get a window glass pane of stained you know tinted glass like that way for for that that would be really cool it looks really nice. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, legitimately top-notch emails this week. Thank you so much. The uh, Listen, Thanos, the Avengers have not assembled yet. He will snap us from existence if that content doesn't stop. And be honest, think about what it just brought to the show. It was fantastic. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. We know without you, we wouldn't be here. And so why not be a part of it with us, right? Uh, I'm going to pivot over to Twitter. Of course, you can find us over there at Weekly Games Chat. And my favorite thing from last week uh, was from Andrew Beowulf. It said, Weekly Games Chat, when she's a 10, but her name is Hildred. That's a throwback. And it's a gif of a baby learning how to walk, but doing the old whoop-de-doop turnaround. And that ties in perfect to that conversation last week. Because remember, in the uh, the Devil's Game, we talked about she was kind of hot, but her name was like Hildreth or something. It was. Uh, and then immediately after the show, that was last week, right? Right, right? Yeah. yeah. We found out that Weekly Games Chat missed out on the uh, announcement that God of War was going to be available. It's fine. Did they not get the email when we record the show? We have so. news, right? We yeah. have a cutoff for news segments. Uh, you know, it's probably it's, it's probably fine. Uh, we'd like everybody to know on the episode of Cuphead, Cuphead is trending currently on Twitter. So that's pretty legit. Um, in the last, I don't know what counts as a tr- trending as far as like per hour, but it's saying it's 57, almost 58,000 tweets. Wow. I, I, that's of course, because we covered the game, Chris, of course. Let me look. Right. I'm wondering. 
wouldn't that be wouldn't that be great no new followers this week that's that's fine with us we know that you guys uh there's a lot going on in your world you're outside now you're not playing video games anymore you're not on your social yeah you're on your phones give us a follow if you want to that's at weekly games chat i'm going to pivot to the greatest discord community in the world as far as discord discord communities go and go to our uh our area under emails uh emails uh <laughs> let's see what we got in store here <laughs> heg who uh we just read the email from heg says i have sent an email please don't thanos it sir as you saw it was fine it was good to go and punkhead uh <laughs> punkhead sent a gif sent a gif of thor looking lost uh with the uh for, with rocket the raccoon and he's just thumbs up and that's pretty funny uh psycho said this was today right before the show started or right at it after looking around my room i figured out a question so i'm throwing it in now star wars and marvel have huge successes in the games department spider-man guardians of the galaxy jedi fallen order are the prime examples my question is this if you were given the power to pick a disney ip this would be animation live action or otherwise to get the triple a single player narrative driven game treatment like those i listed what would you choose here's my answer this is what it is for now uh basically defunct but kingdom keepers book series while I never read them, the concept is incredible for the video game space. That's a really good question. So I got to think of Disney IPs because I know one's out there. I want to be sure before I say something. Um, I think, I think like a legit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw it back a few, but a legit Peter Pan game could be fun. I could see that. Like a legit full story Peter Pan game could be dope. But is that considered a Disney IP? Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about the animated version, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that they've Disney, you know, they've made Disney per se, uh, but they they also got that from old classic stories or whatever. Trying to find the list. Hold on. Okay. We're just holding. No worries. Hold, please. Chad, if you guys have any thoughts on that, let us know while Chris looks. Um, I'm going to go with one, actually, that is, I believe, already in development, but I would love it. Uh, or I'm excited that is happening, which is Indiana Jones, man. We haven't had an indie game in a long time. Uh, was it machine games is supposedly working on it. I believe they were the studio announced and, um, you know, that could be a really cool, different type of thing. Um, that's out there. Some are ones that are good, like big hero six and also the Incredibles, man. If you actually had like a true superhero game, that was the Incredibles. That would be awesome. I would I would definitely play that. Well, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and as we were reading that, Psycho said after seeing the new movie, I could also see Buzz Lightyear mm-hmm. being a sweet game. Uh, yeah, I'm, I literally almost said that because I thought about the old school Toy Story video games like on PS2. 
they were so fun. Uh, but like having a today's stamp, a today's AAA effect on it, a Buzz Lightyear game would be dope. Um, Acid Sugar chimed in and said Big Hero 6. Yeah. Baymax would be fun. And Psycho, when I said Peter Pan, I was thinking about the movie Hook. I really was. Mm-hmm. More of like that, but like really kind of gritty and, you know. That's like they own so much. Like, I would take a new Simpsons game, a AAA game, like really makes you feel like you live in that world. I would take, um, I'd take a Goof Troop open world game or DuckTales or Chippendales, you know, all those things. They could figure <laughs> out something fun to do with them. That's true. They got Psycho says, just bring back Disney Infinity, you know, just bring it back. True. That's that's what's up. Uh, <laughs> Huff said uh, a Rufio spinoff game. That would be crazy. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but with Davy Jones or Will's dad. Nice. Mulan would be dope. Yeah, I mean, if you just think about a triple A treatment, right? Like a God of War aesthetic, but like on a Disney game. That'd be nice. We're going to go on to Punk Heads. Y'all can keep going in the chat if you want to. Page Master Remastered. That's a good Rescue Rangers. That's what's up. Uh, Punk Heads says, Howdy, fellers. Hey. I've recently been playing an early access game. It's called Vampire Survivors on Steam. <laughs> Uh, it's a pretty decent roguelite pixel-based game. It could be the dark horse in the running for Goaty. Uh, it's for $2.99 on Steam. You can't go wrong in seeing what the hype is. You could put it up there with Hades and Dead Cells. A friend bought it for me, and I had read about it, but that was the extent. I have never seen any gameplay, so when I started it, I had no idea what to do or expect. Spoiler alert, all you do is move your character. Try to survive. All the attacks are auto and cooldowns. I really recommend it for anyone that has a few dollars to drop. What I don't recommend playing is Overcooked 2 with a filthy casual. (laughs) I was looking for some couch co-ops games for me and the girlfriend, and we've been playing Cuphead, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mario Kart, It Takes Two, that recent Mario sports game with bowling, badminton, etc. She isn't a gamer, but she enjoys the aspect of gaming with me. Anyway... It was a while playing that game that I learned we don't have the same gaming values. She wants to have, and air quotes right here, folks, fun. Gamers are not fun when there are clear objectives to be met. (laughs) I'm kidding, but I did have to break up with her. Uh, Kidding again. I just won't ever play Overcooked or any other genre like Overcooked again with her. P.S. My girlfriend has has a lady, uh, can I say that word? Sure, go for it. Boner. Oh. Yeah, I said it for DJ Haygood's music. Not DJ <laughs> Haygood himself. Don't get all, you know, Twitter pated. But when he busts out the 90s and early 2000s jams. Thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Punkhead's girlfriend. I also, wait, what? Uh, here's the deal. Y'all need to download Snipper Clips on the Switch. Snipper Clips. That was an old school original uh, Switch title. It is so much fun to play with your spouse or your friends. Totally not like what you're, because you're right. Overcooked gets crazy. Me and Chris, we had a system going on Overcooked too, didn't we? We did. Yeah. And you need that. You do. I don't think we could do it with John. (laughs) 
It would have been bad. Uh, I do have, I did want to mention Vampire Survivors. If anyone wants to check it out and not pay uh, $2.99, um, it is on Game Pass for PC. So go check it out if you want to. And I'm sorry if Punkhead didn't know that they, if he has Game Pass. You know, they say, Sean, it's the, What's uh, that? It's the greatest deal in gaming. It, it might be. Uh, Hag then asked, what, what is Erky? Because the, the spelling by Punkhead said instead of early, there was a K there, 2000 jams. I didn't quite know what he mean, meant, but Punkhead was like early, Erky, same difference. It's a word. No yeah. Early 2000 jams. Uh, to be quite honest, they're easy for me to mix. Plus, I think, and uh, I don't mean to ruffle feathers, Ooh. I think at some point in everybody's lifetime, Mm-hmm. Uh, the music they grew up on becomes the better music than the next generation listens to. It always happens. It always happens. I, and I'm in a point in my life where I feel like the R&B, the rap, mm-hmm. the rock, uh, the, even the country to a degree was better in the 90s and 2000s. I think it's evolved, but I'm not, I'm not a youth right now. Yeah. And when I do parties and I play music that is trendy and new, it wakes the kids up and they, they like it. You know, um, I don't know. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of 2000s jams, but I mean, I think of like Dr. Dre, Tupac, um, an Kevin artist, Little, uh, <laughs> Juvenile. Uh, it's, it's just a bunch. Little John, Usher. Genuine. Those genuine. Yeah. Kanye. I mean, there's Kanye West. Yeah. Back when I, his music to me was amazing. Uh, but some of the newer Kanye stuff is pretty good too, but yeah. not the newest. It's just something you have to understand with music. It's like certain things will be better in that genre. Like I think rock music, right? Like when I think of when we were real young, rock music was probably at its last height and it had this big heyday in the eighties, seventies and late sixties. Right. And it's still around like actual true, just straight up rock. It's still out there, but yeah, it's just, a lot of it for what it's geared to sell for the most part just doesn't feel anything interesting these days. And that's probably why you don't see kids really, you know, outside of like those who get in the metal and subgenres, you know, like the main rock stuff, they don't really pay attention to as much. They get into other things. And, you know, I could say when we were young, EDM was something that was very much underground and I would hear little snippets from, but now it's obviously more available than ever. And the same with like hip hop, right? There's so many different types of hip hop styles now for people to listen to. So yeah, never think your generation is the best. And and that music died after you, because I would tell you that everyone that comes after you, that listens to the stuff that came after your generation is going to find a lot of things they probably like. And yeah, it just, it just happens. Yeah. Uh, You know, it it is crazy to see the, the change of the landscape. The, the change of how music is and uh i don't know it, it is fun and and since we're on my dj stuff when you guys show up and it's from the podcast i appreciate it i'm not trying to tell you to do that but if you do come have a good time you know i i, I enjoy that just as, like when chris streams he likes when you guys swing by um but it does it does seem to uh <laughs> it does it does seem to to be kind of turned up you know how we had joked earlier that this episode would be done in like 35 minutes? We're not. It's one of the longest episodes Shh. ever. We're at two hours uh, plus. Yeah. We did it. I, I love it. You know, it's funny about Psycho. He just said something. Uh, he says sync is the greatest thing to come out of the 2000s. And, and uh, Psycho includes himself. 
in that statement. I feel like I could make a funny joke at his expense, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a nice guy. Uh, and who was it? Punkhead. Uh, Huck just said, if you're looking for a game with a uh, with the girlfriend, maybe try passing the controller back and forth. That's an old school move right there. I like that. When you, you, you know, we'd play Mario and I would hand the controller to like Bobby Joe. Uh, but she says, Huck says, play uh, Until Dawn. Mm. And uh, so there you go. But ladies and gentlemen, speaking of there you go. Uh, this has been episode 364. We talked about Cuphead and the delicious last course. Uh, wherever you download this episode, please leave us a review and tell your friends about it. It helps the community grow and we get more Richards and that's a good thing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, wherever you... Uh, or I'm sorry. If you want to write a show, the show and email, you can do that to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at weeklygameschat.com. And of course, you can find our Discord, uh, which is amazing. We can't look to John right now and we cannot tell him, uh, you know, game on, Chris. But I can look at you and I can say game on. Game on, Sean, and game on, John, wherever you are. Peace out, everybody. <sighs> Yep. John would say thug life. Yep. But I'm just going to say, Your mouth's <laughs> <laughs>